Hey, this is Kelly Schaefer from Atheist, and you are listening to the Rock and Roll Coffee Show podcast. Crank it up. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show, episode 41. I'm your host, Joe, and I am very pleased to say that I'm back. after a long, long hiatus, Nick is back. He had to, I'm, uh, I'm back after my nervous breakdown. Yeah, he had some things to take care of, had to uh, get some stuff done, but uh, he is back and will be back, back with us yep. going forward. Um, this week's guest is Leather Leone. Now, Leather is um, best known, uh, well, I'd say she started singing back in the early 80s. Early 80s, Rude Girl, Chastain, on her own. Mm-hmm. With David T. Chastain. Yeah. Um, he was a, uh, he was a, one of those shredders. Yeah. But uh, she went on um, after that and released some solo albums. Her latest album, Leather 2, was released, I believe, in 2018. And it's an excellent album. Um, if you're into that metal kind of sound, uh, very good album. Yeah, she's so got go a really good. She got a really good voice. You know? Yeah, kind of like a uh, kind of like a Dio Halford. <sighs> yeah, kind of reminds yeah. me of Halford a little bit. Mm-hmm. So very good. Go check it out. Um, album's called Leather Two Leather Leon. Now, if you're liking the show, please go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at R&R Coffee Show. We also have our website. What is our website? Oh, <laughs> rnrcoffeeshow.com. Where the hell are we? on the web. <laughs> and uh, we have a mailing list there, too. I keep forgetting to mention that, but go ahead and sign up on the mailing list, and you'll receive our emails, you know, keep up to date with all our current guests and any uh, giveaways or anything we do. All right, so now we're going to give Leather a call. Let's give her a buzz. All right. I think we got our technical issues worked out, but uh, let's try it. Hey. Hello. Hey, Leather, can you hear us? Yes. Hi. How are you? We're doing okay. It's Joe and Nick with the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. Hey, Joe and Nick, Rock and Roll Coffee Show. Good to see you. Hey, Leather. Hi. Hey, uh, are we loud enough? We're, we're having all kinds of issues. We're having issues yes. tonight. Yes. Hold on. Let me just turn the TV down. Hold on. But you're okay. <laughs> okay. I know. And, and it's funny, you guys. I'm so fucking deaf from playing metal all these years. That, right. Uh, <laughs> but hi. Can, can, you, can you get any more volume on your end? Let me see. Oh, I can be, yeah, I can be quite loud here. Uh, <laughs> Nick, can you do that? Yeah. Is that any, is that, is that any better? No. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. About the same. Okay. Yeah, I'm up all the way. You are. Yeah. What is happening with this thing tonight? I love internet. <laughs> uh, um. Well, you know what? Let's go for it. Okay. I can talk loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man. So what's going on with you? How are you? Hey, you know, I'm surviving fucking COVID like everybody else. I'm losing my shit, man. I'm trying, I'm waiting to record a record. You know, I'm trying to get on the road. I mean, just like everybody else, I'm, I'm losing it. I'm fucking losing it. Where, where are you at? You're in uh, San Francisco? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Marin, actually, across the Golden Gate Bridge, but oh, yeah, okay. five minutes away. Yeah. So is it, it's really bad out there right now, right? Well, you know, I know everybody's talking about California, but I can tell you it's south. It's L.A. It's not really where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, yeah, I'm kind of in a bubble here. I, I live about, I'm not one of them, but I live among all the affluent people. 
So it, it's really different here. But in L.A., nobody ever really respected any lockdowns, you know. All the kids are out on the beaches and blah, blah, blah. But it's more Southern California when you hear about California, not where I am. Okay, okay. So what have you been doing this uh, past year since we've all been kind of locked down? I'm uh, writing a record. Me and my guitar player, Vinny Tex, have just been writing and writing and writing and writing. I mean, what the fuck else can I do? So, yeah, just trying <laughs> right. to keep up my chops, you know, working out, uh, writing, just writing and waiting. I would imagine a lot of musicians and artists, I would hope, have been doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're also pissed off, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> that there's a lot of fodder for material. Yeah, so just writing. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of good music coming out. So. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And, and people are going to be so hungry that, yeah. you know, I think the shows are going to be really, really good, too. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. So, um well, you aren't you weren't born in California, correct? No, no, no. I'm from upstate New York, cow country, by by the Canadian border. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, when did you move out to California? I mean, uh, where I did you grow up? California after, uh, and I say this very loosely. I went to college outside of New York, around Poughkeepsie, New York, and I was just getting high and fucking bored and singing in cover bands and. Um, I was always into animals and a, a friend of mine that we had trained horses together. She was in Berkeley and she said, Hey, come out and see me. So I went out to Berkeley and then I basically never left. I just hooked up with a band, you know, like in a couple months and then I just never left California. Okay. So you're late teens, early twenties, kind of. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my early twenties. And you know, that was when the Bay, Bay area scene was just, you know, it was just starting to bubble. So, I mean, I used to rehearse next to Metallica and it was just a really good time for me to land here and start doing metal. So it worked out for me. Nice. So next to Metallica. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, uh, we both, uh, it was up on Hate Street. Yeah, obviously. And it was before they got signed, but of course everybody knew sure. who they were. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, it was, it was different back then. Everybody went to each other's shows and you could play somewhere every weekend. It was just a really different vibe than it is now. It was really family and people mm -hmm. would just, uh, you know, contribute, you know, give good opinions, but different now, my friend. Yeah, I'm sure. A lot. Yeah. A lot different now. Now, I mean, did you then, stay? Go ahead. Well, no, back go ahead. then people, back then people came looking for you. I mean, Mike Varney from Shrapnel came to clubs looking for me. So it was just a different time. Right. So I was going to ask you that. Did you stay in the San Francisco Bay Area or did you head down to L.A.? No, you know, I never did L.A. Um, I always stayed up here because the band that I hooked up with was up here. Mike Varney was up here. Yeah, no, I've never ended up in L.A. and I love L.A., but I, I've never lived there. I've just um, gone in and out all the time. Mm -hmm. I used to live out there in Bakersfield. Do you know where that is? Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not LA much. was kind of probably never, it was never aggressive enough for me. I mean, the boys were better looking than I was. And, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it, it, I was just, I wanted to be up here where it was more aggressive, I think. Uh-huh. So you've always been into the metal? Uh, well, I was not until I moved out here. It's funny that you say that. I was in like, uh, in cover bands that sang like Heart. And I mean, I did some Joplin and, but not really. And then I came out here and when I auditioned for my first band, they said to me, do you know who Bon Scott is? And I said, yeah. And they said, try to sing like him. And of course I couldn't, but that really, you know, lit the fire under my ass. And then I got introduced to Dio. And so I was a late bloomer, but once I attempted I those vocals, yeah, I, that's what I was meant to do. Just, I had to work at it, but it came out of me pretty naturally. Is Dio, is Dio one of your big uh, influences? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, used, I, I miss him so much. I used to have conversations with him about vocals and stuff. Yeah, he was really it for me. Um, the way he used to like party backstage and then just go and rip. But yeah, um, people always ask me that. And I, it's, I would say Dio, Dickinson, and Tate were the people that, yeah. really, that really got to me. Although when I was young, I listened to a lot of Robert Plant. So yeah. Um, you know, but definitely the th those three guys. Yeah. Did you ever perform with them? Did I what? Did you ever perform with Ronnie? Uh, I did not. No. I never. No, I never eh. had the never had the uh, the privilege to do that. But it now was. But I but I did make a record when I came back in 2012 with Scott Warren and Jimmy Bain. 
So that was from kind you. of uh, that was freaky for me, dude. I mean, yeah. to be rehearsing with them, I I would be like bawling and hyperventilating. It was pretty intense for me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, they thought I was quite the weenie, but no, I never had the privilege to perform with Ronnie. Right. Now, did you have music in your family growing up, or no. or no? No, I didn't. No, I shouldn't say that. I mean, nobody. There, there was always music on. I'm from a Catholic Italian family, so there was always uh, Elvis Presley. Um, Dean Martin, El Martino. So there was always music. It's mm -hmm. not like anyone in my family was musical, but always music going on. Yeah. And my brother, like into the Beatles. And so, like I said, the records were always on. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you find your voice? Like, when did you realize that you could really sing? Ah, uh, God, it's, that's an interesting question because I sang all through school and high school in um, musical theater, but I, I couldn't sing. I don't believe... And again, it was when I moved here, again, when I got with the, the band was called Rude Girl. And then when I wanted, when I knew that I wanted to be like Ronnie and I probably sang in a rehearsal studio for like a year and then, then I, yeah, then I could do it. But, but again, it's so interesting because then I would, they, I played with Chastain and I would say in the recording, when we recorded Voice of the Cult, I can remember thinking to myself, I got this, I can do this. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's been a progression for me always. I still kind of don't think that I can do it. And I think I'm fooling everybody, you know, <laughs> I think you're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> kind of sound a little bit like me. <laughs> right, yeah. Nick? Joe has pipes, man. <laughs> oh, really? Really? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, also uh, when you're young, when you're young, you, you try to sound like, oh, my God, I've got to be this person, this person, this person. Right. And I tell so many young people, you, I know you have to let that go and just be who you are because it was up to me. I'd be the fucking chicken. I mean, I love Courtney from Spirit Box. Please, can I fucking do vocals like that? So, you know, it takes you a while to figure it out for sure. Uh huh. Did were you? Um, did it take you any time to get out of like? Did you have to break out of the shell to be able to sing correctly? Or uh, I wouldn't say that. I just had to learn how to use my voice properly and that blow out. I've always been a show off. I've always been willing to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Even when I sucked, I was in your face, you know? Yeah, um, okay. So, no, I, it, it's never been a shy issue. It was just a matter of me learning control, I think. Yeah, because I've heard that from a few people that, you know, it, a lot of it's confidence. Yeah, probably. Probably. And, and again, God, you guys are bringing up some interesting stuff. When I started singing in college, I did do the Jim Morrison thing once in a while where I would sing with my back to people. I, I don't it's, know if I, was, mm. if I was trying to be cool or I was scared. I don't, I don't ever remember feeling uncomfortable in front of a crowd. So I, I don't really Good. know what, what yeah, it was yeah. about. Yeah. So you went out to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. You ended up in Rude Girls, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And then how did Just you get into Chastain? Well, and again, back then it was a great time. And I, I um, uh, Mike Varney from Shrapnel found me. Uh, and we actually became really good friends. And I started hanging out with Pete Marino from Le Mans and blah, blah, blah. And in uh, Rudeville did a lot. We were, you know, shit didn't happen, but we were working with Sandy Perlman and blah, blah, blah. So I had a lot of exposure there. And for many boring reasons, Rude Girl fell apart. So the day that it fell apart, basically, I went home and called Mike Varney and, and he always really believed in me. And he said, you know, I had, you know, he was doing the guitar players at that time. He goes, you know, I have this guy named Chastain who wants to do a record with a girl, with, with a chick, with a chick vocal. So, uh, yeah, I mean, back then we did demos with a four track in people's yeah. bedrooms. I don't know mm -hmm. how old you guys are, but yeah. So I was in Chastain within two months. We were doing Mystery Evolution. So, so through Mike Varney, Chastain had mentioned to him again that he wanted to do a female voice because of the keys that he wrote in. So yeah, it was through Mike Varney, Shrapnel Records. Did, and did you go into the studio to do demos for them to hear, or did you guys, yeah, did no, you go no, out I, and I audition? Did I, I did a four tracks in the day. And then we, you know, that yeah. was back in the good old days too, in the eighties when we would go to a studio. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I did do demos for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. he, he liked me right away. I mean, he liked it right away. Nice. So yeah. Shrap Shrapnel, they had what? Steeler with Ingve, right? At that time? Yeah. And that was when Ron I, met, I met Cliff Bernstein up there when he was in the band called Trauma. I did uh -huh. background vocals. Uh, uh, I met one of Helford's first boyfriends. He was in that band called Surgical Steel. It, it, dude, it was so cool around here. And it, it was just kind of before everybody broke, but everybody was just hungry and it was such a great time. Yeah, it was a great time. Uh huh. 
Racer X was on that label too, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Vinny Moore. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So Chastain, I re- see now I remember Chastain, but I, I wasn't into Chastain. Uh-huh. Um, but I knew of Chastain. Yeah. Um, why do you think that that didn't uh, get bigger? Interesting. Again, uh, Chastain never liked touring. Um, he didn't. And, you know, uh, that's a really hard question to answer because we were always extremely frustrated by that. But I got to tell you, and I said the same thing to him, I don't ever think that his heart was that into it. And, mm. and, I, and I, I think that... I don't know, like he just thought things were going to happen. Like, okay, here's a tour bus. Here's the opening gig for Iron Maiden, that kind of thing. I think maybe we just got burnt out. Um, and again, I don't really, th- you have to work your ass off. I don't think the desire yeah. was really there. You know, in back then, seriously, I was just, you know, having a great time, playing shows, making records. Yeah. And there, there were a lot of rumors going around that I still talked to him about that he passed on a, um, a, a Megadeth tour so, yeah, I, I just don't think, and, and since he ran everything, I'm not really quite sure that his heart was ever that into it. Or maybe, you know, maybe I just wasn't good enough also. I didn't have the right, um, I didn't have the sexual appeal. Everybody wanted me. I mean, that was the Lita Ford, Dora Pesh days. And mm-hmm. they were these hot blondes. I was never that. I was always a tomboy, and I did always hear from labels about that. But I really? was like, fuck, fuck you, you know, um, what am I going to be in Madonna with a bra and all of a sudden? So I don't know. There, there's a shitload of bands. I don't know. Why didn't you break? I, I don't know. I, huh. I really don't know the answer. But again, he didn't he didn't want to tour, you know, he, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to leave the country. You know, it was weird stuff. Weird stuff. That's a big was part it? of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You I mean, got to be hungry. Yeah, you got to yeah. be hungry for sure. Wasn't that he, frustrating he to you? Caliber. He wanted a certain caliber of touring that I don't think you get right away. What, was that that had to be frustrating for you? Yeah, but again, in my young mind, I thought I was just going to be able to move on and get it somewhere else. I never stressed over it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of Chastain, I <laughs> I had a rude awakening. But I never, and, and also, I feel bad saying this, but I've never really been one of those people who are like, oh my God, music was the only thing I could do, you know? Yeah. I was in my 30s, and I mean, I was so proud of the Chastain stuff. Fuck, I had a good run, you know? And yeah. And again, I guess I didn't think it was going to stop, so I never really worried about it that much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't actually th- wanted to be more aggressive. I wanted to do more aggressive music, which I tried to do, but mm-hmm. um, people people kind of just laughed in my face. It was really funny. It was a funny time. <laughs> huh. You know, and one thing I did not know is that Fred Corey played in uh, Chastain. He did. Well, we have that thing, dude, about drummers. Corey got Cinderella. Ken Mary got, uh, got, did he go to Cooper? He went, yeah, the drummers always moved down. We would get a phone call one day. Uh, so-and-so called me. We'd be like, okay, bye. So that was kind of a joke for a while. <laughs> yeah, and Fred was great. He got into Cinderella, and all the time Cinderella was around, you know, we'd be playing these clubs. They'd be playing at Coliseums. Him and Jeff would always come down and jam at the shows. It was great. I, I love Fred. I still run into him now and then. You know, I-, I get the sense that you had a great time during that time. Yeah, yeah, I, I did, it. but you know, it, it was a really straight time. People think it was never a party show for me. Mm-hmm. Um, doing vocals for me is obvious, and I just had this interview with somebody else. It's always been just fucking serious to me. I don't know why I take it so seriously, but I, it was always the straightest time of my life. It's obvious, and I don't want to say hard, but I had to keep, always keep my body in shape to do that. Um, yeah. So in Chastain, we called him the general. I mean, he was hardcore. There was no partying. There was no drinking. There was on time. There was rehearsal. So I came from a really good work ethic, you know. Yeah. So I yeah. never, I never fucked around. It was more important to me to just wail. I, j- I just wanted to be so good. I just wanted to wail on stage. That was my goal always. Hmm. Now, how many albums did you do together? Oh, uh, let me count. Mystery of Illusion, Ruler, Seventh Voice of the Cult. For those who dare surrender to we bleed metal, I'm getting uh, seven. 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 Yeah. That's a lot of albums. Yeah. Well, with him, we did something every year. Back then, you did music all the time. Chastain's a prolific, prolific writer. I mean, mm-hmm. he just sits at home and writes and writes and writes. Right. So yeah, we we did a record and tour of the states every year. Uh, we probably went out twice a year, but every year we did a new record. So why did you call it quits? Oh, another good question. That was the first record for those who dare that we had on our major. Uh, it was Road Racer at the time, now Road Runner, but that was before 
before Nickelback. So it was before they get really big, but uh, I don't know. And again, Chastain and God, I love him so much. If he hears this because it's because of him, I'm here, but he was always really, uh, I don't know. He just wanted to control everything. He couldn't understand why you were going to hand somebody else money. You know, that's why he came Mm. up with his own label. He he just never wanted to give away any of his songwriting or anything. He wanted to control everything. And also um, I do remember for those who dare, they remixed it. Now, that was back in the day when they had Sepultura came out and they wanted everybody mixed in a certain way. So they remixed for those who dare and I even hated it. Mm. Uh, so that that was his taste of major labels and he just didn't like it. Uh, I remember the club shows weren't getting any bigger. It was starting to get really frustrating. You know, Chastain couldn't really mix with anybody to get a deal. So I don't remember it being a big conversation. It was just kind of, we just knew. I mm-hmm. don't think that I thought it would end, but, you know, we just kind of went home and said, okay, stay in touch. And then it just never, you know, he did other things. Mm-hmm. Now, after that, is that when you released your solo album? No, my solo record was before those, after For Those Who Dare. See, after, Ro- okay. Road, Ra- Road Racer did this thing also. And of course, I was obvious, uh, I always couldn't understand why, you know, because, because I was a good singer. I'm like, why am I not getting all the hype? What's going on? What? So, uh, yeah, what the so, hell? So Road Racer gave me the opportunity to gave this record, to do this record, but they were just trying to get Chastain to do for those who dare. So Chastain brother made a deal with them. Now that, that was, uh, we did that first, I think 89. And then for those who dare not, and again, they did nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it amazes me how people are so interested in that record. I still, you know, do songs off it when I tour, but nothing was ever done with it. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how old you guys are, but do you remember the mag- magazine Kerrang? And they always had lady killers. They always had the chicks in the centerfold. Do you remember yeah. that? Well, we're, we're, we are uh, approaching 50, just so you know. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, I'm approaching 53. So, <laughs> are so you they really? were in New York. Yeah. They'd come to New York and they want to take a picture of me. Dude, I, I wasn't into it. You know, there's Lorraine Lewis laying on the bed in her underwear, sucking on a sucker. I mean, <laughs> you I'm didn't like, want to do that. Oh, gee. And, <laughs> and I remember we were in a hotel room and they had me stand, they, they had me standing on a bed and they, I was, I, I probably had t-shirts and jeans on, but, and I remember one of them was blowing, like flowing a pink, like piece of cloth over me. Oh Jesus. <laughs> and I did, obviously they never made it, but I just, I didn't, and I still, I'm so not into that social bullshit. Let's just make records. So anyway, I don't think they found me very cooperative. <laughs> I now, was a bitch, you know. I, I just wanted to do music. And I used to say to them, why can't I just be a fucking Hetfield? Leave me alone. I'm a tomboy. Leave me alone. Right. Yeah. So, so was that like, even when you got into Chastain, is that when they started to try and... No, that they started. No, that was when we started getting made major label attention. Okay. We would do showcases and stuff, and you know, it was just a little hints. And I mean, dude, it, 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 I mean, you seem to you know what I look like. It would just be hysterical yeah. for me all of a sudden to show up braless with you know knee high boots. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I as I think about it, I'm sure I was a bitch. And so between Chastain and I, we probably went. We weren't very cooperative, and we weren't the typical hungry band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll sign it. We'll sign it. We were never like that. Yeah, yeah. So you took a big break from I music. I didn't mean to. You didn't mean yeah, to. Well, what, 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 were you, what, were you, what were you doing well, those 20 years? Well, yeah. well, and that's the thing. I had meetings at that time. I, I was big enough to where labels still existed. You know, I met with three labels. I, I made Sony, Electra. I don't know, but they all had, nobody was interested in leather. They all had the same suggestion they wanted me to be more pop they wanted me to be more sexual i actually even did a couple demos for vixen you know um and i I don't know i just i just didn't want to compromise i'm still bullheaded i you know okay so i'm not going to make it and what i did is i got into animals i started rescuing pit bulls and i got into animal medicine so that's what i did i just kind of cut music music off became a vet tech um yeah i just went away i just went away were you doing stuff on your own during this time? Nothing, dude. I was doing nothing. No writing at all? Nothing. Wow. Yeah. Nothing. That's amazing. I find that Nick and I both are musicians also, but, uh-huh. you know. No, I, I do that. I'm like that in my life. I'm actually very immature. If something doesn't work out, close the door, go somewhere else. It's my, it's my coping mechanism. I mean, I stopped 
you know, I, I went to see D Ronnie a couple times, stopped going to his shows. Yeah, I'm extremely immature, and I just slammed the door. And I really loved animals, and I got really, really into the pit bull scene in California. Um, so, and again, I didn't know that much time went by. <laughs> oh, they say it flies when Go, you're having fun, right? It goes yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. I was drinking champagne and hanging out with the pits. I mean, I don't <laughs> So what, what year did you start playing again? Well, unfortunately, with the loss of Ronnie, I, I was floored. Um, I didn't even know he was sick. Uh -huh. And I found out, and then he was gone within days, and I, I, I'm still wiped out about it like the rest of the world. So I went down to his funeral and such, and I can remember thinking to myself, what a fucking loser I am. I have been given this gift by the powers that be. I mean, that's one of the last things he said to me. You're good enough. Never stop. So I'm like, mm -hmm. what am I doing? What a fucking baby. So um, I hooked up with my old drummer. Anyway, I hooked up with people again. Mm -hmm. But I must tell you, um, it took me about a year to get my voice in shape again. I was in and out of studios. And I did the Sledge Leather record, like I said, with Sandy Kay, Scott Warren, uh, Jimmy mm -hmm. Bain. Again, nobody cared about it. Nobody picked it up. We just put it out ourselves. But I, I got a lot of hype. I got a lot of press off it. And then, and I had always talked to Chastain. I always do, but he was helping me business-wise. And then he said to me, hey, I think I have some material that would could be a Chastain record. This was 2013. He's like, what are you saying? I said, we can do it, but it's got, we have to be good. We have to be the same. Mm -hmm. We have to be as good. So that's when we did Surrender to No One, which I don't think is a good record. I, I think I failed miserably on that record. Um, but it put me back out there. And then uh, We Bleed Metal, which I still love. I think we did in 215. And then that's how I hooked up with the guys from Brazil. A promoter had called up Chastain again to tour. He doesn't want to tour, so he threw it over to me. And that's how I uh, met my band in Brazil. Uh, and that's the band you have now, currently? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many albums have you done with this band? Uh, just one. I put out Leather 2 in 2018. Um, and then I was blessed enough. Um, I've been in and out of South America, Europe with them. I did the Raven tour. I did the Rob Rock tour. Um, so I've been really blessed to hook up, you know, to hook up with them. Um, and I continue to, uh, I became a really heavy duty writing with Vinnie Tex, my guitar player. And he's mm -hmm. the guy that uh, we do all the writing now. So I, I have a new record basically written, but I record in Poland. You know, I go to the, uh, Hurt Studios. I go to the death metal place where, be, where, be, where Behemoth and Hate and all those Vader, all that. Ah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wanted to do something more melodic, and they knew Vinny from his old death metal band. So, yeah, I'm looking to go back there to do the whole record. So, why why all the way over to Poland? Oh, I knew that you were going to ask that because, like, because <laughs> I, I always got asked stuff like that. Well, well, that was a pain in the ass. I miss being in studios. I miss being in studios, and. I, they just treated me so well. And because it's a studio ugh, where all the metal <laughs> hangs out. Um, and I just, I loved them and they were so good to me. Actually, when, when I did leather two, I did everything in Brazil. When the, uh, when the record was complete, the vocals weren't good enough. So uh -huh. I, again, Vinny and I, they just weren't good enough. So we were on tour and we were, I don't know, somewhere where it was just a hop, skip and a jump to Poland. So we go there and we redid the vocals and I just fell in love with the place. And I, and I, and my goal from that moment on was just to go back. We're just going to go do the whole record there. Huh. Do you ever uh, do vocals at, at your house? Oh, I, I, I do for demos all the time, but I have to tell you, I'm not one of those singers that can do stuff alone. I need my guitar player, you know, I, people, how they record their, their vocals and send them. I did that with Chastain sometimes, but no, 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 I, I don't, I need to be with my guitar player. I need to be with people. Um, uh -huh. because I go crazy and start getting really complicated and I sing sharp a lot. No, no, I need, I need your, I go crazy. You can tell how hyper I am. Yeah, I, need to be, <laughs> I, I need to be, I need to be calmed down. And I love the environment. I want to be in a studio. And again, I, um, I'm kind of deaf in my right ear where Chastain always stood. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, when I, major studios are kind of the only place that I can really hear myself. Well, you know, when I'm in, in these bathroom studios, I can't really hear that well. Mm-hmm. Do you wear um, on stage? Yeah. Do you wear the no. No. in ear monitors? I actually just started doing that my last tour. How does that work out for you? Uh, I got to tell you, I've been blowing them out. I blow them out and they just turn into a transistor radio. Um, 
yeah, I, I mood too much. They, they haven't worked out that well for me. They're okay. But basically, um, when I, God, you guys, when I was rehearsing, uh, they blew, you know, like I probably need a new battery. So I just got this horrible humming in my ears. So mm-hmm. I ripped them out, threw them on the floor and I stepped on them by mistake. Uh-oh. <laughs> by mistake, <laughs> so you this, say. This was a day before we left, so I couldn't get them replaced. So, uh, but the monitors where I had been playing the last two are really good. I made sure that I had, I had overheads and a, a, like a whole stand in front of me and I could hear okay. But yeah, I, I can't be contained. It, it, yeah, it's, you know, the tape everywhere and the shit on the back of your pants. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really hard for me. They didn't work out that well. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and it's funny. I follow the drummer. I'm a vocalist that follows the drummer. Yeah, I'm too claustrophobic. So when you're um, when you're writing, like, do you do you play guitar? I do not. Or piano or anything. I do not. No. Okay. So when you're writing, I mean, do you have ideas in your head that you somehow um, I don't know. Yes. Come out um, or yes. I, I, I just get, I, I just, I, I just write books. Stuff just comes to me. A lot of times it's something that I hear on the radio. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I do basically is I just write lyrics all the time. Sometimes okay. I have an idea for a melody, but not all the time. I write uh-huh. them right there. And then Vinny does the same thing. He sends me guitar pieces. Sometimes I'll send him my lyrics and we kind of work together, but no, I don't write songs from A to Z with a vocal melody at all. I just mm-hmm. have words and how I want to say them. And we work together. We work together really closely on that. And all the time I hear a guitar melody, it all changes anyway. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I obviously have very strong ideas. Yeah. What I want to say. Mm-hmm. What, um, when you were writing your latest album, The Leather, Leather 2, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some good songs on there. I was listening to that the other day. And that, uh first song juggernaut yeah yeah that's yeah. a that's a... we wrote that re- we wrote that record so quick we talk about that all the time it was just too quick vocally it wasn't worked out well but yeah that's a kick-ass kick-ass song yeah, kick-ass and i wanted to record it really dry and just fucking kick-ass i wanted it to start like start sound like a freaking bar band mm-hmm. um which it did but yeah this one's going to be a lot different with just Vinny and i writing it, it's really different but yeah there were some good songs on that hidden in the dark Lost at Midnight. Uh, I, I love mm-hmm. Annabelle. I'm stuck in the 80s. I love that dramatic, you know, uh, kind of whatever you call it, those type songs. So it's going to be great. You're stuck in the 80s, you say? Yeah, I, I love that. The, the um, You know, those melodic feeling kind of um, things. You know, I can't think of what they're called right now. But um, were you were you ever into the L.A. scene? Um, well, I must say, uh, Poison, they were friends of mine. I loved them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always loved that. Loved the crew when they came out. I used to watch them party. Oh, absolutely. It was so exciting. Never yeah. music that I wanted to do again. I'm so fucking serious. Oh, my God. I loved that scene. I love where the boys look better than me. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Love it. Everybody was so hot back then. We used to press We would play the whiskey in the country club. And Loved it. Absolutely. Like I said, I never wanted to do it, but I loved it. Loved it. I still love it. Loved it. Did you guys play a lot of shows with a lot of those bands back in the no, day? We, no, we didn't. No, we didn't play with them at all, but I no. just kind of knew them. Um, no, we would always headline our, our tours, our, our club tours. Um, but, you know, you, you just get to know them. I mean, of course, I would know Metallica. So whenever we would, you know, we would be playing clubs, they'd be playing Coliseums. We would get in. Mm-hmm. I would know the Skid Row guys, Queens, right? So we were always with them, but no, I never. I opened for Kiss a couple times, and I opened for Cooper, but that's about nice. all we did. Yeah. Was it was that just one-off shows, or did were? Yeah, did they were tour? one-offs because, again, guys, back in the day, you know, big bands would come to town, and they would call up the local promoters and say, "Who's the big draw?" So we opened for Kiss. Oh my God, Dayton, uh, my first arena, motherfucker, 1989, New Year's Eve, eighteen thousand motherfucking people. Um, and Paul, we met them. I had met Gene before though, but anyway, Paul Stanley had very specific rules that he gave me. There were certain things on stage that were roped off that I wasn't supposed to do. Well, I was like, fuck you. So, um, <laughs> dude, can you imagine that? I mean, I walked out in front of 18,000 people. Literally. I started bawling like a bitch. I think I said something like, I knew you would be here. I just, and we played a set and oh my, they had to pull me up. Of course I did everything he told me not to do. I went out on his ramps and. <laughs> so how did that yeah. go over? Oh, 
And again, I thought from there it would just lead into more stuff, but it didn't. And then two months later, I think it was the same place with Cooper. I played with, uh, I think it was Armored Saint, Cooper. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I just thought it would grow from there. And, we, you know, we just never hit. I, I, I don't imagine how anybody ever wants to stop that life, but I'm sure it gets old. I mean, 18,000, all those people. Yeah. Literally, I the set was over. Everyone said goodbye, thank you, and I just sat down and started talking to everybody. <laughs> was that the biggest crowd you played in front of? Yeah, probably because yeah. Cooper, Cooper, I think was only ten thousand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, literally, they they had to pull me off. I just started, you know, saying hey, everybody, and blah 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 blah, and yeah, it was great. Now, yeah. now, you guys seem like the perfect band to play all those metal festivals overseas. You know, I. I uh, I know in Chastain, well, we can still play them. Chastain will not, will not, will not. I can't say that we could play Vakken, but I know I keep trying to do Sweden rock because I, I know everybody now. I'm 100 years old, but they're honest with me. They say, we will book you when you're with Chastain. We will not book you alone. And he, he, really? he will not do it. I said, will you even give me a week? He does. He just doesn't want to do it. And did you try to do things on your own with oh, your I, new album? I, I'm always trying. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm always talking to these people. I'm trying that. Yeah, I always try. Festivals have no interest in me. Um, but, oh, I will keep trying. It's okay. It, it's not a problem. I will keep going and going and going. Good. But, you know, I've never, now that I'm doing this by myself, I've never really had major distribution. So a lot of people don't yeah. even know about to. I mean, I had no idea. And I can tell you, I can't really say too much right now, but that's all going to change with this new record. So I will definitely be out there more. Um, oh, no, dude, I fight every day. I just want to play live. I want to live out of the suitcase still, still. Yeah. Well, I mean, you seem like you're really, uh, really excited about it and <laughs> yeah, you love I it. I, I do. I do. I, I love it so much. I consider myself so blessed that I, you know, even if I can play clubs, I mean, come on, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, with your latest album, what were some of the highlight songs for you on that one? Uh, I really liked, um, I really liked Let Me Kneel. Um, like I said, Annabelle. Yeah, I actually li I liked them all. I didn't really like the way American Woman came out, um, mm -hmm. but I, I liked them all. But, you know, I can't, I I think you'll find this with a lot of, lot of artists. I can't really listen to myself. After I make it, it's kind of done. I just go, oh, God, no, wrong, wrong, wrong. So, honestly, I don't listen to it that much because I don't, ah, I, it could have been a lot better. Uh, you you, you sound very critical of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, listen, I listen to a lot. I mean, you listen to Dio and then you listen to yourself and you're going, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, uh, but you know, the one record I can still listen to is We Bleed Metal, the Chastain record, the original one we put out. Yeah. I think we did a really good job on that one and Chastain produced it. Um, but, but don't a lot of artists tell you that once you make it, it's done. You don't, you don't need to listen anymore. Yeah. Well, um, Let's go back to Dio real quick. Now you said that you've were you were you guys friends like close friends or or I would say close friends. We were friends. Whenever he came to Northern California, I could always call up. I'd get get in and say hello. Um, you know, I'd always go on the bus. Did we stay in touch and call each other and text? Absolutely not. But uh -huh. every time he was in town, I would see him. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, I hadn't seen him. Fuck since the nineties. You know, I would yeah. send messages through Wendy or whatever and. So I had no, I, I was so out of it. I didn't know. I didn't even know he was sick. It was horrible. What, um, did he give you any good vocal tips that you remember? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you can tell, again, I'm so hyper. He used to tell me, slow down, just slow down, breathe. He always used to say <laughs> to me, remember that you're good enough. Actually the song, the one on leather two is in something in this life off, uh, Shockwaves. It was about him saying, you got this. Because I was uh -huh. so young. I used to say to him, how do you know? Do you know what you do to my innards? Do you know how amazing you are? And he used to say to me, you will acquire it. It comes. It comes in time. It's a peace of mind that you will have, is what he used to say to me. And he used to, he just used to say, remember that you're good enough. Go into the studio, slow down, remember that you're good enough. Yeah, he just obviously said that to me. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. And I'd be like, oh, well, coming from you, Ronnie, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd smoke a joint, drink a beer, and go on stage. I mean, it just... And sing like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sing like that. Yeah. yeah. Now, you, you had mentioned that um, yeah, Jeff Tate and, and um, 
Bruce Dickinson were influences. Did you get to meet those guys? I never got near Dickinson. And, you know, it's funny because people always say you're influenced and it's like, oh, deal, deal, deal. But I listen to myself, especially in all those early Chastain records, and I'm just doing Dickinson riffs. Um, uh-huh. No, I never got near him. Um, I, God, I, I, yeah, I'm sure I've seen him live. Yeah, I remember Eddie. Yeah, I've seen him live. Um, I met I met Jeff Tate in the 80s. Um, great, great guy. And again, smoking a bag of cigarettes, going yeah. out the wailing like that. <laughs> and I see him whenever he comes to San Francisco. God, I saw him a couple years ago. Um, he played some club here. Never really talked to him about music. I mean, he's kind of a really eccentric guy. Uh-huh. He's talking about wine and smoking cigarettes and uh, yeah, I never got near Dickinson or Ozzy. I would have. I would love to be an Ozzy. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I, I would probably. We'd be uh, like, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Excuse me. What'd you say? <laughs> I, I thought about. I, I thought about. What if we had Ozzy on the show, which would never happen, most likely. But you I don't know, know if I'd be able to. You never know, but I don't know if I'd be able to understand him. Yeah, we wouldn't understand That's what I'm him. saying. I'm saying he's so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he gets into a studio and he can still sing, right? Yeah, that, that's so crazy. Out, yeah. Um, you can do a lot in the studio, but I love him. I love him. Yeah. yeah. Were you a Halford fan or no? You know, I was not. And I must tell you, I was just communicating with someone. Long story short, she's going through chemo. So every day at her session, she said, what should I listen to? But anyway, she said, oh, I'm listening to Halford today. And I can't even say anything. I have never. I, I mean, I know he's fucking amazing. Yeah. And I know how he was influenced by Pavarotti and wanted to do opera metal and blah. But no, no, I think I'm more into that he's such a cool person on Instagram with all his cats and shit. <laughs> yeah. No, not a, a appreciate him, but never a Helford fan, never a Priest fan. Um, no, what, no. What was it funny? that didn't do it for you with them? I don't know. I, well, I can tell you, I don't like those high vocals. Like mm-hmm. they drive me crazy. I, I remember playing a show somewhere with the um, with um, shit. The new guy, the new guy that took over Jeff Tate's job. Oh yeah, Todd. Todd. I mean, there's one Jeff Tate and one. I, I, those I can't listen to those vocals forever. I, I think it's the vocal. Those ranges really bother me. I don't know mm-hmm. what it. Yeah, probably because I never could do it, so I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd I used like, to sing I like, in. Um, I like Todd used to sing in a band called Crimson Glory, which I know I'm some sorry, of those that's guys. Thinking, that's who it was that I. Pl- yeah, I played with them. And great singer. I know how hard. Like Rob Rock, I toured with him, but. Yeah, those vocals just, yeah. I don't think I'm a fan of those vocals. That's what it is. Yeah. And my you... opinion is extremely important, everyone. <laughs> hey. Have you ever heard um, Crimson Glory's uh, original singer, Midnight? No, no. Is, is he different? He, yes, I, I think so. I'll check it um, out. I'll check it out tonight, yeah. I'll send you some stuff okay. um, to check out. He, did, I, he, did, he was. Did he, he pass away? Did he pass he away? He did. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did pass away. And yeah. it's hard. I mean, I was surprised at Rob Rock. I mean, we're, we're all getting a little older, and he could still hit those motherfucking notes, man, every night. I mm-hmm. was like, dude, every night. I, mean, I would even know that he was hurting. You know, we do five, six nights in a row, and he would just pull it out of somewhere, man. He was incredible, incredible musician. Do you find, has there been times when you've been on stage when you just knew it wasn't your night and you weren't hitting the notes you should be hitting? Uh-huh. Yes, but I learned from Ronnie Dio. I've watched him for years. I have learned and paid attention uh, uh, very exquisitely about how to dodge things. Um, how do you do really that as a vocalist? It, but, but I've been very blessed. Um, I haven't had a lot of trouble. Um, but I must tell you, uh, a few years ago, I got sick. I had a cold, and I was like this. And I, it was a joke. I was playing a really small club, maybe 150 people. And literally, I couldn't even sing all the songs. Um, but no, I've been really, really blessed. Um, and, and I got to tell you a lot of those Chastain songs, I mean, Bernie and I have a joke that my balls have finally dropped. My voice is really, really <laughs> lowered. And I used to try to sing like this when I was in my twenties and I could never do it. I mean, those Chastain records, oh my God, they drive me crazy. I'm like a 12 year old fucking neutered boy. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I did black Knight for a while. Those songs are harder for me to do now. Um, sure. Ruler of the ruler of the way, but I, I still do them. I will not drop in keys. I won't do anything. But yeah, I mean, I, I know it, it's not my strength anymore to to hit those high notes. And again, that was never important to me. I've never been a screamer. Yeah. So we're we're definitely writing different. But yeah, that's what Barney said. My balls have finally dropped. 
how, how do you cover up something like that as a vocalist? Like, I mean, I you, play bass, so you, like, you you drop a key, you do an octave, you cut it short, you. Well, I mean, I mean, like when you're on stage and you're going to do a scream and you know that scream is not going to come out correctly. Uh, No, you 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 make it come out. I I was talking to a vocal (laughs) coach one time and she said, that's the beauty of us. We're a mimic. You hear it in your head. You make it happen. Um, Yeah, you you can you can dig pretty deeply or you do the Helford where you go, you cut it off, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Helford. Helford taught me a lot. But I, I apologize. Hetfield, not Helford. James Hetfield. You know, he that's sings, and he, okay. that, but that's his style. He's not cutting anything up, but I've learned yeah. a lot from him. When you aren't going to make it, you ah, you cut it up like that. Just get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, you throw it off in the aggression key. <laughs> How do you spell that? I always work it out. People just want to see you, man. Or you. There, there was a time in Germany where I tell you, Angel, I knew I was going to have trouble with Angel of Mercy because we really do it with no dynamics. And I can remember looking at my promoter going, dude, I'm fucking hurting. And he said, let the crowd do it. And I just. There you go. It, and they sang, they sang most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any songs that you um, recorded in your past that you, you just can't sing it the way you want to? That... No, no, no. Like, no, no. no. Okay. I think. No, you know, no, there's probably, I probably couldn't sing Winds of Change anymore off, um, off Mr. Evolution. Oh yeah, that was really up there. Yeah. And it was a song and we never did live anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't even attempt Winds of Change. No fucking way. Well, that's, uh, you know, and I ask that because a lot of times I'll see bands and, you know, singers get older. They can't do what they used to be able to do, oh, but course, I'll see some that will try it. And, and it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't yeah. have tried that. No, I, I'm too, I'm too proud. I would rather say I can't do it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, um, I, I don't think not, there's will, anything will, wrong with saying that. No, 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 no. Um, like I said, I did stop doing Black Knight. Um, and also, I, I don't want to lower keys. I don't want to be a wimp. I, I just don't do it. And also, uh-huh. I, I continue to do Angel of Mercy for those who dare. I do Shockwaves, All Your Neon. Um, I, I can still sing most of it, for sure, yeah. Yeah. When um, So you're working on the new album now. When do yes, you I think? Have, yeah, I have eight songs yeah. done. Yeah, eight songs. Is there a planned release date for it, or uh, just... no? Just this year, like I said, we're we're just waiting to get there. I, I don't know if this COVID thing, you know, we're just talking amongst ourselves uh, when I can get out there. Mm-hmm. So I would say by the end of the year. Again, I don't have any labels that are really honking on me. I can kind of do my own thing. Yeah. I have distribution that's set up for me, but I can do it when I want to. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I'm gonna jump off the Golden Gate Bridge if I don't get to do that this year. <laughs> Don't do that. But, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hey, if I if I jumped out the Golden Gate Bridge, everything would start selling, right? <laughs> You're right. Is that how it works? That's the way it always works. Yeah, Leather Leone was gonna play Vakin in 2022, <laughs> and she, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But but yeah, it'll, it'll be okay. I, I still, you know, I still have the spirit to do it. And um, V and I are writing some great songs, so we're really excited. Hmm. What 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 your uh, honest feelings on uh, this year? Our band's going to get back out there or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, they're already booking tours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would probably say the end, though. Yeah. The end of 2020. I don't know. I have no idea. But I just know that we're all frothing at the bit. And if I have to go get a vaccine and then a COVID test and wear a mask, I'm there. But I, yeah. know, I know Bill Hudson, and he just booked uh, – I just saw something he was advertising, I think, for July through South America. Um, mm-hmm. And I have somebody who's trying to book me in Italy, and they're looking at the end of 2021. Yeah, but, but we'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Italy, huh? Yeah, but you know, it's interesting that my all my bandmates are in their 30s and I'm whatever I am. And they're like, oh, you know, we have time. And I'm like, no, no, babe. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> there's, there's no more five, 10 year plans. You know, it's so funny that <laughs> yeah. at this point in your life, you're like, no, gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. But I, I'm so, really hopeful. I'm really hopeful. So we, we, are you going to release the whole album or are you going to go yeah, the single route? Yeah, uh, the title, we already have the title on the title track. It's called We Are the Chosen. Um, I was blessed enough to have um, Marcelo Vesco do the cover for us. He's the guy that does Slayer and Machine Head and Venom. Oh, my God, the coverage okay. is fucking sick. Um, yeah, whole record, whole record, uh, 11, 12 songs probably. I, like I said, there's eight done now. And I like things short and sweet, but I'm sure we'll probably do. T- what, what does the record have on it now, 10, 11 songs? Yeah, yeah, I'd say 10, 11. Yeah, yeah. I like. I would like to do it short and sweet, but uh, I mean, I guess it could really have whatever you want, right? Well, and right now you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. And of course, you know, when you get into the studio, everything changes. Things that sound so great on your demos are like, you know, you're gonna scratch that. So we'll see. We'll see. Right. 
I'm so excited when I talk about, I'm just, I mean, I'm just pacing. I just want to fucking record so bad. I'm just going to blow this one out of the water. Yeah. I'm blow this one out of the water. For all those naysayers, fuck you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a are you a studio person or a live person? What do you prefer? Oh, oh live, 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 live. Stu- oh God, I hate the studio. I'm claustrophobic. Really? I feel, I feel so contained. I can't pace because there's too much noise. No, I'm a live person. I drive people crazy in the studio, dude. I'm such a bitch. David Chastain <laughs> used to used to, he calls me Miss Lather. You know, he's from Georgia, and he would always go like this again. Again, again. <laughs> and I I would throw shit at him. Like, Fuck you, you do it. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I'm terrible. I'm terrible in the studio. I'm I'm a diva. I throw shit. You know, I'm like I'm but, fucking out of here, and I walk out. And, yeah. But you won't wear the pink scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I know it was to my own demise. I, can you imagine me being in Lady Killers? What a fucking joke. Um, but. <laughs> I mean, you guys know what I look like. Me next to Lorraine Lewis. Give me a joke. <laughs> you should just come out one show like that. Dude, I got to tell you, I kind of did. I did a couple Chastain shows. We always played this club in Cincinnati called Bogarts, which was the first show I ever played with them. 1,800 people. I thought I had fucking made it. Bogarts, Bogarts. I, I remember slicking my hair back. And, of course, I wore a lot of kind of like pretty makeup, pink lips. And I... um. Uh, I wore knee-high boots, and of course, we all did the spandex back then, right? I had this one-piece thing, and I kind of wore a bra that made me look like I had boots. Um, and I went out there, and I got to tell you, all my fans said to me, what are you doing? I mean, it was hysterical. <laughs> I, I wish somebody had pictures of it, and they were like, no. And I'm like, thank you. Of course, I was falling over in the heels and shit. I think I ended up taking them off. But, That's yeah. funny. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I guess there's – well um, – the women now, Ginger, she's cool, arch enemy. Um, so women are keeping their clothes on, which keeps me really happy. Courtney from Spirit Box keeps her clothes on. Um, it's different. It's different now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of them uh, that I've seen, they're like in big gowns and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Some of those uh, symphonic women, yeah, they really do it up, don't they? It's like they're going yeah. to the ball in the 1800s. But I'm so glad. <laughs> it works, though. Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad because in the eight, it, well, it was just disgusting. It was just fucking disgusting. Yeah. Well, for me, and, and I, you know, you need to do what is you. It was never me. So to, God bless you. If you feel, you know, Madonna's Madonna because that's the way she is inside, but not, not this chick. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Leather. Well, listen, you've been great to talk to. <laughs> I've you. had a blast. Um, very fun. Yes, very fun. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. I, I, I saw the name of the show, and then I saw that Ron, you did Ron, right? Ron Keel, I used to play with him back in the day. Yeah, yeah, Ron. yeah we did Ron. I'm like, yeah. why can't I do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I'm, well and thanks. It, I appreciate you, it also. And you have my information if you get this album going and want to come on and promote it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hope, hope you come on again when that album comes out. Absolutely. And obviously, yeah. you'll let me know when you, when you uh, put this out so I can promote it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and I'll send Definitely. you the promo poster and everything. You guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate it because I just ramble, ramble, ramble. Oh, you're fine. You know, that thank that, you. that <laughs> makes a, an, an easier podcast sometimes, yeah. though. Oh, Less I know. work have we you, have to have do. You ever, have you ever had them where people are like, yeah, no? You know, we've been kind We've been kind of lucky yeah. so yeah, far in lucky. our run. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've had interviews before where they give you the short answers and it's like <laughs> you're struggling. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I just we don't want to name any names, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine that you wouldn't want to talk about yourself. I mean, take advantage of the platform. There's so many artists out there. Talk about yourself, you know. But anyway, yeah. you guys, I'll wait to hear from you. Thank you so much. All right. You have a great right. night. Thanks, Leather. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. That's all for this week. Join us next week for another episode of the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show podcast. Available on all your favorite podcast listening platforms. 